In this episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast, we're talking about burnout. This is part two. If you've not listened to part one, jump back an episode, catch up, and we'll be right here when you come back. Burnout part two. And as usual, we're giving away a bunch of free stuff. Hang in there, folks. We'll be right back. Get ready for the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright, originating from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan. He has hypnotized thousands of people from all over the United States. David R. Wright has been featured on news outlets all across the country and is the clinical director of an outpatient mental health and hypnosis clinic located just south of Detroit, where he helps people daily using the power of hypnosis. Welcome, the Motor City Hypnotist, David R. Wright. What is going on, my friends? This is David Wright, the Motor City Hypnotist, and we're back with another episode of the Motor City Hypnotist Podcast. Rock on. Rock on to you. That is Matt Fox, the other voice you hear. Thank you. We're here in the podcast, Your Voice, Southfield Studios, the palatial Southfield Studios, (laughs) and it's a Monday evening and we're recording a podcast. Hey, why not? Uh, and for those of you who may not have of our, our usual Facebook Live people who may not have found us again yet, or our, our recording time has changed. It is no longer Fridays at 5. It is now Mondays at 8 p.m. So join yes. us. Uh, catch us. I'm, I'm sure you'll find us once once the, uh, the Facebook goes live and you guys will see it. But uh, right. yeah, and I'll, I'll put an announcement out on our page also. But uh, yeah, our, the recording time's changed. Those of you who are listening to the podcast, you'll get it just like normal. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It yeah. doesn't matter when we record yeah. it because you'll listen to whenever, it whenever you however. like. Yeah, whenever you like it. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. In your car. You can hear it anywhere. On a walk. <laughs> you're yep. Just because you're bored. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's crazy. Great heavens. <laughs> what kind of radio show is this? Well, it's a podcast. That's well, why. That's, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's a podcast. Anyway, folks, we're here. And um, let me tell you where you can find me. Website is MotorCityHypnotist.com. My social media links, Facebook and YouTube, are both Motor City Hypnotist, and on Twitter, Instagram, and the Snapchatter, at Motor City Hypno, (laughs) H-Y-P-N-O. Is that what you call it? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. (laughs) That was terrible. Oh, good for you. Uh, It's crazy. It's it's crazy. And um, if you want a free hypnosis guide, click into the show notes, click on the link. Download your PDF. It's a free hypnosis guide, a PDF, page and a half, give you an outline and some uh, myths and misconceptions about what hypnosis is and what it is not. Yes. And enjoy that. It's always free. It's just something I like to give and something you can have. Um, Thanks, so, yeah, Dave. Grab a hold of that. Um, now, wherever you're listening, whether whatever podcast platform you're listening on, Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, whatever it is, there's you know, more, there, there, there seem to be more, there seem and, more, to be more and more all yeah. the time, yeah. but we're on all of them. Um, so wherever you're listening, you know, link, connect, like, subscribe, join, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, sign your blood and, and right. you know, uh, but commit to it. <laughs> and so you, so you get the show. Uh, when it drops and you don't have to look for it and make It'll sure you near- pay the monthly subscription for it, which yeah. is absolutely zero, zero, zero. Yeah. This is free. <laughs> it's like, it's like radio used to be. It's free. I mean, now you got to pay for everything, but you know, 
What in blazes are you talking about? Hey, if you want to sponsor an episode, you're welcome to reach out. You know, you can message Absolutely. Dave, Motor City Hypnotist. Yes. You can reach out and say, hey, love your show. Yeah, and, love and, to, in uh, fact, we're, we're, we're in the midst of, of talking to a couple of possible sponsors. Yeah, why and not? We'll, yeah, we, we'd be happy to. We'll see how we can work that out. But yeah, we'd be happy to, to come on out and sponsor us. I, I'll, you know, we can do a live read. We can have somebody talk for you. You can yeah. do something recorded, whatever. We'll yeah. talk about your itch cream. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah, somebody has a something itchy. <laughs> I ain't listening to you no more. <laughs> yeah, you will. You'll listen because you, if you have an itchy spot, you'll want to know now <laughs> as soon as we get that sponsor. <laughs> so yeah, folks, check it out. And wherever you're listening, link, subscribe, join, whatever, and leave a review. The yes. reviews are always helpful. It just helps more people find the show, which is the whole idea here. So I would appreciate that very much. Thank you. It is time, Matt, for... Yeah, here we go. how it is done yes it is it is that's how it's done thank you samaritan an uber driver and samaritan no you 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 read my mind a little bit Matt. oh here we go an uber driver is being hailed as a hero after he stopped mid-ride to rush into a burning brownstone in new york city to help rescue people before firefighters arrived really yeah an uber driver fritz sam 54 told today he was taking a passenger to New York's LaGuardia Airport on Wednesday when he noticed a commotion on the street in Brooklyn's Red Stoy neighborhood. Okay. That's when he noticed the flames and dark smoke coming out of a second-floor window of a brownstone. <laughs> okay. And this, and this is Fritz Sam, the Uber driver. He said, I asked my passenger, can I pull over? <laughs> Sam told today, maybe we can help. So we got out of the car and ran over there. Wow. Flames, flames rose from a second floor window of a residence. Um, oh, that's, that's supposed to be, that, that, that's a caption. Sorry, folks. I'm, right. I'm, yeah, somehow that, the photo caption got included in the story. Oh. Sam said a group of bystanders were yelling for people to get out of the residence and that some people left the building. Soon, he and other bystanders were screaming for people to leave the building. Mm -hmm. I think we woke up the whole neighborhood, Sam said. When he asked if everyone was out of the building, someone said they thought at least one person remained inside the home. Oh, my goodness. At that moment, I was like, you have to decide, you know, what are you going to do? Fight Sam said. or flight. I don't know if it was words that I was just hearing in my head or if it was a feeling. I just knew that I just knew what that feeling was in words. I just knew that something had to be done at that moment. So I took my phone, ran inside and around the staircase. Sam said that inside the building, he first found a man who, who said he had to retrieve something from another floor. Elsewhere, he found a woman who was hesitant about leaving the building. Two people. Okay. Two people so far. And, and, and this, I, I know I, I read into a lot of things when you tease the narrative of these stories. Uh, what was she hesitant about leaving the building for? <laughs> huh. Building's on fire, lady. Yeah. You better get out. Uh-huh. It's crazy. Uh-huh. I don't know what we're yelling about. <laughs> I was trying to run as fast as I can up the staircase. And when you're in there, you're nervous, Sam said. I'm still feeling like, oh, my God, please don't let the building blow up, which might be overdramatic. But that does cross your mind. Your imagination takes over. Of course. I would think so, Sam. 
Sam was able to convince the woman to leave and walked out by her side. Once she was safely on the sidewalk, he went back into the building to find the man who he had encountered earlier. Are you sure his name's not Forrest? I... <laughs> <laughs> I had to speak with him in a tone of almost, man, do you need me to come up there and get you, Sam recalled? Like, I'm not playing. We need to get out of here. <laughs> As he was leaving with the man, Sam said he ran into a police officer and a firefighter with a hose who both ran into the building. Okay. Um, after talking with a crowd of residents outside, Sam went to return to his car when he heard someone calling, Uber driver, Uber driver. The man calling out to Sam handed back his car keys, explaining that Sam had left his car by a fire hydrant, so he had to move the vehicle <laughs> so it didn't impede the work of the first responders. So Sam ticket. drops his Uber drive, stops his Uber right in front of a fire hydrant, runs into the burning building, and then the fire department had to move it when they got there. So the, the question that begs to be asked, Dave, yeah. did his passenger... Did his pa Uber passenger make his flight because he was going yep. to LaGuardia? Sam's passion, Sam's passenger, Gemma, Gemma, Ma, 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 Ma. J E M I M A H, Gemma, Ma, we told NBC New York that after firefighters arrived on the scene, they agreed the people would be safe and they could continue on their ride to the airport. Okay. We got into the Uber and Sam was like, do I smell like smoke? <laughs> we said, I was like, dude, seriously, it's fine. You just saved a life. Right. Do I smell? We tweeted about the experience and confirmed on Twitter that she had caught her flight despite the unexpected detour. Yay! Yep. <laughs> we tweeted about- She uh, had pre-check. We're, we're incredibly grateful to have such a heroic and thoughtful member of our community and Fritz Uber said in a statement today, he went above and beyond to keep his neighbors in New York safe and still managed to get his rider to the airport on time. Good for that. See, yeah. see that that's a, that's a good story all around. Yep. And it's boy, it's kind of a long story for, for one of these. Usually these are like a couple paragraphs, but, uh, uh, seems to have been so no, oh, that, that there were some comments on, on the, on the posting on this. Okay. Uh, Please tell me you gave him five stars <laughs> as far as the Uber rating. <laughs> uh, and then, okay, so Sam told Today Show he had a surprise call with Uber CEO, Dara Kasharowski, okay, and mentioned that his two daughters do love Teslas. He's just dropping a hint, you know, uh -huh. just in case. Yeah. I mean, if they want to and are like, hey, here's a free Tesla, I'm still working, he joked. Um, yeah. But that was it. That's uh, uh, so Fritz. Was it Sam or Fritz? Fritz Sam. I want to make sure I didn't swap the names. Fair it's enough. It's not Sam Fritz. It's Fritz Sam, fifty-four Uber driver, went and rescued people from a burning building and got his passenger to the airport on time. <laughs> there there you we go. go. Great story. Thank you. Yes, sir. how winning is done all right so let's, crazy stories yeah you know I, so back to it for for me if yep. my uber driver said hey can i stop and i would be like yeah i would have to i would think we they must have to go to the bathroom or something well because they're in the I, car I was thinking about that too because my first instinct in my head was like no i have to go to the airport you can't stop <laughs> Yeah, they're professionals for this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, that's just my rational mind thinking. Uh -huh. But in the instance, you don't know. I don't know. Right. You know, you don't know what you, you do, I guess. You don't know. But speaking you know, of fires. Suppose you might miss your flight or something. Who knows? <gasps> oh, 
great Odin's raven. <laughs> so speaking of fires and running into burning yeah. buildings, we're, we're going to finish about Talk about burn. All good segue, Matt. Nice. There we go. <laughs> so we finished off last episode talking about burnout. We were talking about symptoms. Um, so let me give you some factors that cause job burnout. Now, symptoms are what happens because of burnout, but these are these are how burnout happens. Okay. Um, in in we'll talk real briefly about each of these because they they manifest themselves in different ways. The okay. first one is lack of control. Okay, in what in what way? Well, if you're in a job where you feel like you don't have control over certain things, like inability to influence decisions that affect your job, uh, such as your schedule, assignments, mm. workload. Okay. If you're at a, I'll give you a, just a general example. So maybe you're at a at a company where they say, um, no, you have to work uh, ten or twelve hours. You don't have an option. Mm-hmm. If you if we need you, you work over. You're not in control of that. Um, if you're if you're constantly begin like overloaded with assignments that you know there's no way that you can finish, but the expectation is that you'll finish. It's it's these unrealistic expectations a lot of times that are placed on on employees and a job place. Okay. Um, so lack of control and really and another one is lacking resources to do your job. Resources is a big one mm-hmm. because as as you start a new job. You, the resources are out there, but yep. if you're not pointed in the direction as to where those resources live or where they exist, mm-hmm. you're going to be lost and you're going to start feeling a little bit of that anxiety of uh, how am I going to do this job? Well, and I, and I do think a lot of companies are probably just poorly run so so that they're, you know, because and I was use this term loosely, management, that that's anybody who's supervising other individuals. Sure. They should be equipping you to succeed, not just sitting back and telling you to succeed. Right. There's a difference. Mm-hmm. And, and that's really a, a big problem with a lot of positions. Um, unclear job expectations. Mm-hmm. Really, what are your expectations? Um, you know, what degree of authority do you have to, to take actions sure. outside the box or, or mm-hmm. outside of structure, so to speak? Sure. How much freedom do you have just to do your job rather than just following the steps of doing the job? Right. You know what I'm saying? I do. And and that really is a problem for a lot of people. If your job expectations aren't clear, how do you know how do you know if you're doing well? Right. If the expectations are not clear. Oh, they'll tell you. You could think you're doing well, but that's the problem. You think you're doing well, but then you can be told at a review time, no, you're not meeting your expectations. And you're oh, gonna be like, What? A a good manager, a good team lead, good they'll tell you. Halfway mm-hmm. through, because if they're there to really help you with your career and yep. with your job, they're going to mm-hmm. help you to make some tough choices or to help you pivot yep. so you then can become a little more successful and start mm-hmm. growing that momentum, if you will. Right. Um, another one that's beyond your control, and when talking about lack of control, that's one of them, but uh, dysfunctional workplace dynamics. Hmm. You know, office bullies, undermined by colleagues. Um, Bosses that micromanage, um, all these things can contribute. Like, who wants to go in an office where people are just being dicks? You know, <laughs> and really, right? Uh, I mean, that that's going to affect the way you work. Mm-hmm. Um, extremes of activity, like, uh, say your job is always just monotonous. That's one extreme, or it's just totally chaotic. Either way, mm-hmm. that that's just not a good 
good way to work every Dep- day. It depends on the person mm-hmm. and how they are able to assimilate right. what's coming across the desk and how they're able to prioritize what is coming across the desk at the same right. time. It takes a specific individual mm-hmm. to really hone into what is what is the right thing to do right. for me. Yeah. Right. A lack of social support. If you feel isolated at work mm. or you feel like you can't really get help or talk to somebody or you don't feel like you're going to approach your management or your your immediate boss, that's a problem. It, it is, but you also have to understand you're there for a reason. Raise your hand uh-huh. and ask the question. Right. Because you don't know the answer to all the questions you don't uh, ask. No, absolutely. You, you, you're right. If you don't ask it, you'll never know the answer. I'm just trying to help folks yep. that might be feeling this absolutely. way. Absolutely. There are things that you can do. It'll be tough. It's a tough thing to do to mm-hmm. put your hand up and ask the question. They might say, oh, well, why are you asking that? But help them understand. I want to learn. I want to not feel X, Y, and Z. I yep. want to feel like I'm contributing, and I need the answer to this question so I can absolutely. contribute. So... The other one, one big one, is work-life imbalance. I love that. Mm-hmm. Work-life balance is so important. And, and I'm going to say it doesn't even have to be time-wise. It can be energy-wise because if, if you spend all of your energy at work, even if it's in eight hours and you don't have that energy to come home to your family. Mm-hmm. Or a, to your a cat problem. or your dog. Or, yeah, or anybody <laughs> that you take care of or... Or even if it's by yourself, oh, because right. then you just go home and shut down and right. you don't do anything that's that's fun for you that's or that's, rewarding, that's rewarding or, for yeah, you. Yeah. Exactly. Now, here's the thing. I, I, I listed all these possible causes and, and Matt was hitting, hitting uh, I mean, probably knowingly, but mm-hmm. most of these things happen to people and they don't do anything about it. Correct. Because they think this is just the way it is. Mm-hmm. They don't ask that question. They don't go to a manager and say, hey, I feel like I, I need to work a couple less hours a week to spend more time with my family. Mm-hmm. They don't address these issues that you could resolve. Dysfunctional workplace dynamics. You don't, a lot of people would just be like, oh yeah, these, these people are idiots. And, but you never tell anyone. Right. You never tell anyone how that's affecting the way you work. That's what HR departments yeah. are made yeah. for. <laughs> and I know, I know a lot of people out there. I, I, I talk to clients all the time in these situations. They feel like nobody listens to them, even when they go to HR. They feel like it's just hitting their head against a wall. And I get that. But as Matt said before, if you never ask, it's never going to change anyway. Right. So what's the definition of insanity? You feel like you're, you've tried to do something, yeah. what's even that? if it doesn't yet. Yeah. Doing the same thing over, over and over again. And expecting Absolutely. a different result. Yep. So what happens when you, what are the consequences of burnout? I mean, a lot of people say they felt it, but... But is it really just a feeling of stress, as we mentioned in last episode, or is it really burnout? Okay. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just list some of the consequences. Go for it. Excessive stress. That's a part of burnout. I read that upside down. I thought it said excessive sweat. Said, well, it could be. You could be excessive sweat. You know. My bad. <laughs> what in blazes are you talking about? Fatigue. Uh-huh insomnia sure and again that's and, and insomnia is a big one because people when when they're when their brain starts just just going off and worrying mm-hmm. that really it, it, it just insomnia is terrible everyone want to sleep but you can't sleep everybody has experienced insomnia somewhere mm-hmm. at some point in their life and if you're experiencing it now yep help seek help because the longer you let it go it's going to hurt you Uh a lot more absolutely get treatment yes and and there are things you can do believe it or not um i'm um 
I'm a part of a couple of insomnia groups on, on Facebook um, just because I'm a mental health professional. I hope sometimes I could like give some sure some tips or advice, even things that I've done when I've when I've struggled with this in the past. And I, I here's the thing. You, you have to do something. Insomnia is just not going to fix itself no. necessarily, but you have to do something because I will say to people. You need to, you need to, and I'm going to quickly hit on this because we did a whole episode about insomnia a while back. Um, it's a, it's a way to go. So, um, but one is sleep hygiene. It's preparing to go to sleep. Yes. And when, when I bring that up to people, they're like, oh, well, yeah, but I like watching TV before bedtime. I'm yeah. like, well, yeah, but, but I'm telling you, I know you like it, but uh -huh. you need that time to get your brain settled down so you can sleep. So right. just do these things. I'm telling you. So uh, we had somebody comment, and uh, over the past our conversation that we've been having, yeah, uh, hashtag teacher life. <laughs> oh, Jamie, <laughs> yes. Jamie's checking in. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, nice, Jamie. That's teacher life. All yeah, right. Teacher life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but to back, back to insomnia. Yeah. We we know so little about the human brain, mm -hmm. but we already know that sleep gives you the gives your brain that opportunity to relax and reset itself yep. reboot absolutely if you will and your body also and your body yeah. so if you if you're not giving your your brain that opportunity to reboot you're just you're, you're not going to be able to perform at a level that you want to think about it is, like a computer correct if you've never if you never reboot and update your computer or right. or run a virus scan or mm -hmm. or clean it up sure it's gonna run like crap right right yeah. so you have you have to give your your mm -hmm. you have to give yourself that opportunity if you're suffering from insomnia or what have you, you have to seek somebody, yep. some help or Absolutely. therapy or do something. But what we're talking about right now is, mm -hmm. is sleep hygiene. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Just create a schedule for yourself. Yep. Yeah. You have to do something. Mm -hmm. Sadness, anger, and irritability. I don't know what you're talking about. God, I'm tired. <laughs> Alcohol or substance misuse. Want to drink? Now, here, here comes the physical symptoms. Heart disease, high blood pressure. Diabetes, uh, higher vulnerability to illnesses. Yeah, I mean your immune system is affected. Absolutely. So here's here's what's here's what most people will do. They'll they'll, they'll start experiencing some or many of these things, uh, these consequences, and it, they still won't take action. And that's the whole thing. I, I want you to be able to start to do something, even if you're stuck in your job for whatever reason, or, or if you decide not to to move on and do something mm -hmm. different you still have to do something to mm -hmm. combat this burnout correct and the, and the resulting issues that you're going to have because of it so we go back to raising your hand matt yeah evaluate your options now this might involve talking to your supervisor or your manager and tell what tell that him or her what is going on right because if you, as Matt said, if you don't ask, nothing's going to change anyway. And it doesn't have to, they have to leave the job. You can ask the question, you know, I really enjoy working here, but this may not be the proper job suit for me mm -hmm. at this company. What else is out there within this company? So you're not, you might be comfortable with the company, but with the job itself, what am I better positioned for? Or even saying to your manager, listen, I, I feel like I can't continue to do this in a, in this, in this current structure. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm trying to figure out what's going to help me to perform better and mm -hmm. do a better job. And right. maybe, maybe it is um, a different schedule. Maybe it is working in a different area, right. you know, but, but if you don't ask, it's not, they're not going to offer it to you. Correct. Maybe. And here's what will happen. 
if you're if you're feeling this burnout, it's going to start affecting your work, uh-huh. and then they're going to come down to you and say, "You're not meeting you're not expecta- doing your job. <laughs> not meeting expectations. Get out." <laughs> so you need to take the action first before mm-hmm. they do. Correct. Now, again, it may not get you anywhere. Mm-hmm. The supervisor may say, "This is the job. Take it or leave it." Right. But then at least you have information, and that's why it's evaluate your options. Now you know. Okay. All right. My options here are limited. Right. I'm going to have to go somewhere else to find them. Go for it. What's the next one? Seek support. Yes. Coworkers, friends, loved ones. Mentors, um, yes. Employee assistance programs. Yep. Most every major company has an EAP, an employee assistance program. Absolutely. Typically, what they will do is you will go to them. You'll say you're having these issues. They will refer you to somebody, a mental health professional, and typically they'll give you anywhere from four to eight to six sessions free. Right. Paid through for the EAP. Correct. While you work through this problem. Correct. Seek support because doing it on your own is it's not a badge of honor. No. I mean, some people feel that way, but seek support. Mm. Um, Try relaxing activity. Now, I I talk to this with clients all the time. What's relaxing, though? Well, what's relaxing to you might not be relaxing to somebody else. And, And here's the thing. Do something that you just enjoy doing that you could find relaxing. Mm-hmm. If that means you just want to sit and binge Netflix for a couple hours, that's fine. As long as it's something you enjoy and it gives you it gives you some satisfaction. Yep. Go go find your box of sixty four Crayolas and yeah, color in a color, damn book. Color book. <laughs> um, you know, you know. I don't know. There's a, there's a million things that people do. Um, build a model. I don't know. Right. You know. See, that's so intricate. Draw. Though. I mean. <laughs> And it's just do something that you know you're just going to enjoy and relax. And that's why I tell people, I said, I, I want you to have hobbies of some type. Mm-hmm. Even if it's, I mean, I know, even just, maybe, maybe you feel better just learning a language. Mm. You know, just get one of those free language apps and mm. just, I mean, I mean something. Yeah. Just keep your mind off and just to do something you feel is like rewarding for you. Maybe, maybe read Excel for dummies. Yeah, know. you could do that. Maybe, yeah, maybe you learn something. Maybe you take a class. Right. Something that you can, you're going to enjoy and you feel like it will, will help you become a better person. Right. Exercise. Now, here's the big thing. That is a big one, though. Exercise and, and I'll, just, just the physical aspects of it. It increases your heart rate. It, it, uh, it, it, it releases endorphins. It makes you feel good. You're, making your, you're training your body to be more active. These have... A, and when I say this to clients... Typically, they'll be like, oh, I don't have time. Well, okay. I'm like, listen, I, I'm not saying you should go to the gym for three hours and, and lift weights until you can't move. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm saying. Exercise can be something as simple as walking in place for 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, and, and I always say this, always start slow. Nobody's ever going to exercise, start off right off the bat, exercising for two or three hours. You, you, you'd hurt yourself. Right. That's not the right way to do it. So for those that are already, you know, they, they, they're, they're starting a new job. They Their old job, maybe they were going to the gym after work every day, mm-hmm. but their new job, they really don't have that time in the morning anymore. Right. Or after work. Right. So maybe you change your schedule up. Maybe you already do exercise. Right. 
change that schedule up. Yeah. Maybe start going in the morning before work. So sure. when you do get to work, you feel energized. You feel Well, refreshed. and the other thing is, too, don't expect too much of yourself. Because this is the trap a lot of people get into. They'd be like, well, you know, I used to work out two hours every day when I was in my 20s. And I'm like, well. Well, you're not in your 20s anymore. Well, you might be in your 20s. But maybe your situation is different now. The big thing is try to start these small habits that you can continue on. Right. Somebody, I, I, if I, if I have a client who I know, if I, if I could know this, I know mm-hmm. it's not possible, that they were going to exercise for 15 minutes every day for the rest of your, their life, I'd be like, do it. That, yeah. Don't worry about anything more than that. Right. If you do that, you're farther ahead than 80% of the people out there. Fair. So just start to do something. Get some sleep. We mentioned sleep uh, with, the, with the insomnia issue in the last section. Again, sl- you need to sleep. Yeah. And as a, as a most, and I'll, I'll average it out. Most adults need seven to eight hours of sleep every night. Right. Now people say, oh, I can work on five hours sleep. No. Okay. So then you are one of the very, very fortunate people that can survive on five or six hours. Well, and I will say that a lot of times that's a misnomer. You think you can, but over time that's still, that, that, that's still going to have an adverse effect on you. Right. Whether you think it or not. There's There's an actual, um, Meaning for folks that only, yes. that only get five six hours of sleep. There's there have been studies done, scientific studies. Yeah. Now I hate saying the word studies because they could become from anywhere. But sure, sleep is a good thing. Sleep. You need to do that. And really, this is one of the things: mindfulness training. And we, I think we did a thing on we we must have done an episode on mindfulness along the way here. I'll look back and double check that. But mindfulness is just. It's just focusing on what's right now, what's going on right now in front of you, focusing on your breathing, focusing on the way you're feeling, focusing on sounds that are around you. Mm. It's just a sense of bringing you into the moment so you're not thinking about what's in the past or what's in the future. Mm -hmm. Really, it's a form of of mini meditation, I call it. I know technically it wouldn't fall to that, but but it is. It's just kind of quieting your mind, noticing Mm. what's happening right now. And that's your now. This is the only thing you need to worry about is what's happening right this moment. Um, so the big thing is, and I'm, I'm going to run through these, evaluate your options, get support, relax, exercise, sleep, and be mindful. Those are the big things. Perfect. I, I guarantee, and, and I know I'm, this, it doesn't take hours a day to implement all these things, but you have to take action. If you don't take action, nobody's going to come to you and say, here, I have the solution for you. That doesn't happen. <laughs> right. It just doesn't. So you have to take action to, to resolve your own burnout. That may include changing jobs. Great. Mm-hmm. But just make sure you're not going to another job where the exact same thing's going to happen because you didn't address your side of things right. now. Right. Because that's a mistake people make. Mm-hmm. Oh, it'll be better. Nothing changes <laughs> when they change jobs. Right. Just, just be aware of that. All right, folks, that is Burnout. We'll be back next week. Uh, For those of you on Facebook Live or you want to watch us on Facebook Live, we record every Monday at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time here in the United States, in Michigan, Mm -hmm. in Detroit, actually. Yep. Um, For those of you on whatever podcast platform you're on, jump ahead to the next episode or just wait till the next Tuesday or Thursday when the new ones drop. There you go. In the meantime, folks, change your thinking, change your life, laugh hard, run fast, be kind. We'll see you next time.